Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. Oh, hey. It's your girls. I'm Shelb. I'm Rissy. Ooh, what's up? It's your favorite <laughs> bad bitches. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Welcome back to your favorite podcast of the year, Crossing Your Fingers, that that's a true statement of I Totally Relate. Today, we are dropping into the second part of our conversation that we are having on anger. So if you haven't listened to the first episode, we highly recommend that you press pause on this, head on over to the first episode where we kind of set up this context because we are going to drop you in to a middle of a conversation that we are having on anger and we are sharing tools of what we hope to see differently with our with our anger. Oh yeah, just how we felt like anger was such a bad thing. Mhm. And now in this part of the conversation we kind of talk about oh, we actually kind of appreciate anger and yes. and how it is helpful. Anger itself is a helpful tool. Yes. And like we have talked about that anger has lets us see places that we need boundaries. We kind of talk about this reframing of maybe anger not as this hard and prickly thing, but maybe there's more of a softness and a love that comes from our anger. Yes. You guys, we're actually pretty stoked because we have some really good sound equipment, and you're going to hear how good that sound equipment is catching the fan above us, That's <laughs> that ceiling fan. Yeah. We turn it off halfway through the conversation, but... You're going to hear a little bit of a buzz and just know it's because we have really good microphones. <laughs> yes. Sorry. And you know what? We're so picky on the sound, but like, at least we're not freaking recording our podcast talking into our phone. Okay. Yeah. We love you, babes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> and, and like, this is what happened. We started having this conversation. Like we, we sat down behind the microphones. We'd hit record um, but we were just kind of like trying to get into the mode of yeah. this conversation. Uh-huh. And then it just we, got away from us. And we, yeah. And we realized like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is the meat of the conversation. And this this is so important for people to hear, for yeah. our listeners to hear that we hadn't like really got all the way set up. So the fan <laughs> was still on. So you will hear that. But <laughs> but I think the yeah, the the actual substance of what we're talking about it, it, it was really compelling. Like, it's just really compelling. It's well beyond the whooshing sound in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I love that. And with that, let's get back to the conversation, babes. I feel like anger is a way that I use to propel myself out of a discomfort like out of an uncomfortable feeling, out of a conflict. But really it's learning to sit in that conflict so you don't have to like carry it or something. Mm. That's how you like put it down. Is that like what processing is, is just going back like. Ooh, okay. All right, shelves. Yes. We have to be able to feel it. Okay. So that we don't carry it around, mm-hmm. right? And this is why conversations like this are really important because mm-hmm. if we don't know how to feel it, 
then it controls us, right? Like, okay, mm. then we're punching holes in walls and really insulting things. people. Yep. And um, yeah. because it will be hurt. It will be hurt one way or another. That is the thing about anger. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. And it will be hurt. Yep. And so if you don't know how to listen to it, it will, it jumps up out of nowhere. It takes over and controls us, right? And mm. so we have to be able to learn how to feel it so that we can set it down and we don't have to carry it yeah but how do you learn how to feel anger like what are we supposed to do with anger it is powerful yeah it is scary have you ever been scared by your own anger oh yeah yeah oh yeah like I have shame I have like a very certain memory where I was like oh my gosh I lost control of my anger and I didn't I did not physically hurt anyone but I'm like oh I I I verbally hurt Mm -hmm. deeply the people I love yeah yeah me too yeah so like is there a way for that to be productive or helpful in our life or like do we just always have to like control our anger mm-hmm I don't think so. I think that, like, destructive forces, they can also be used for good, right? And so it's it's like that alchemy mm-hmm. of how you want to use these tools. Because I do believe in, like, that duality. Like, there's a duality of something, everything. And so how do you find that balance? I think that only you can, like, really represent and speak up for yourself and so only you can really know what needs to be said or done but maybe I I know I've said this before like we teach children to not trust themselves instead of learning to tune in and we kind of have this idea that there's this blueprint of like how to live well I'd love to have a physical copy of that if You know, like there are tools, but there's not really one right answer. And so I think that you get angry when you start to listen to someone else's voice more than you listen Mm -hmm. to your own. Mm -hmm. You want to know something I love? I do. So we talked about this in season one a little bit about music and how that impacts us. We talked about how like I love sad songs because it gives me a place to feel sad when I feel in other areas of my life that I'm not really allowed to feel mm. sad. I think the same thing with anger. Yep. Like I love, love angry songs because <laughs> I mean, I just do it. Like they like, yeah, I run miles on them. <laughs> and I think it's because it gives me a space to feel that feeling in which I don't feel safe to feel it other places. Yeah. Which is why I love rap and hip-hop because I feel like you have like I at least have like a handful of like these role models who are like black men who are angry who have every single right to be angry and what do they do with their anger they write poems and they teach us how to love Mm. and I think wow yeah I feel like that is an appropriate space and an appropriate transmutation of how to use that anger like because I think that sometimes like, I think the 
a lot of a knee-jerk reaction of anger is like an instant relief. I think that's why people punch a wall or like break something is because it's it takes that energy that you're feeling and kind of expels it in a forceful way and that can feel satisfying. This idea of, you know, you're using these songs that allow you to tap into this energy that makes you feel a lot and you're doing something productive. You're running down the street. You're, you know, getting, you know, this cadence within your body and you know, these men who are angry, they're sitting down and they're writing poetry. They're asking themselves, you know, or like this expression of self, but they're doing it sitting at a table with a pen in their hand on a blank sheet of paper. So I think that like finding healthy expressions is important. Like we can't just not feel anger. And I think that a lot of maybe the teachings or this idea of what I have in my mind, that is if I do everything right, then I won't have to feel that yucky emotion. And that's just not, that's not truthful, but I'm noticing that I have maybe a bad pathway or habit or familiar road of behaviors that I've realized don't serve me. And so I've had to look at those specific behaviors and ask them, what is it that needs to be heard Mm -hmm. or, or something? And I'm noticing that like, when I do that, there is an unmet need. There is something that is deeper than just that knee-jerk reaction of this is bullshit or whatever. Yeah. And then that's what I'm having to sit with. And that that to me feels like inner child work because yes. it's coming from different stages of my life. Like I, it's coming from beliefs that were formed at a really young age. And it's expressing itself in ways of impatience or whatever the behavior might be. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. So hear me out. Maybe I I feel like I might be learning something right now. Okay. I'm going to take you on a little bit of a wild ride. Okay. So I, when, when it comes to like my spirituality, one of the things I believe in is that there is love and that there is the absence of love. There's no opposite of love. It's just either you feel love or you feel lack of it somewhere. Yes. And so that is what, I don't believe in sin. I think that people are just reacting to that feeling of the absence of love. Mm -hmm. And. Well, that's beautiful, by the way. (laughs) Right. And so if you look at everything that like is a bad behavior and you think like, oh my gosh, why is this person doing that? That simple person rather than like, or you could look at it like, oh my gosh, like you hurt somewhere because that is my belief. I think like, okay, this idea of like do no harm, right? Like I don't want to, I don't want to give my pain to somebody else. Yes. When pain comes to me, I want to take it in and transmute it mm-hmm. and give love back instead. I don't mm-hmm. want to give out harm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now let's take anger. In if we're filtering it through that same belief system that I have, if I feel anger, an unhealthy thing that I have learned to do is that feeling, that uncomfortable feeling that I don't like, I take it and oh I don't like this. Oh I'm gonna give it to you. Mm. You deal with it now. You're an idiot. Mm. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to steal something from you. Like whatever that is. Mm. Like it, it, mm. It's just that moment of like, I don't like this. You take it. Yep. The inner child work you're talking about, that is me sitting with like, oh, I feel this feeling I don't like. Yep. Where is this coming from? What does this mean? What would make me feel better? What do I need? 
then I'm able to sit in my anger, right? Like I'm really angry at you and I think, okay, why am I angry? I'm angry because I have my feelings hurt mm-hmm. and I value so much. I want you to value me the same way because of how much I value you or whatever mm-hmm. that is. And so if I can find a way to meet my own need, now I have transmuted that pain and what I can give back to you is love instead of, ew, you take this. Mm-hmm. Can we do that with our anger? Yeah. Is that why our anger is here? Mm-hmm. To help us heal each other's pains. Yeah. And I, I wanted, I want to challenge that a little bit further because I think that sometimes we have our own wounds, and someone might pull on a wound, and we think it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Like they've triggered something within us. You made me feel this way. You made me feel this way, and. A lot of the times, if you sit with that, if I'm mad at Justin, for example, I think that something's his fault, but really I'm like, oh, I, that brought up something within me that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And my reaction wants to say, hey, this is your fault. But really there's something in me that needs to be processed. And so... Um, that separation of self or from like the external and going inward. Mm -hmm. I think that like sometimes when we, we feel like really wronged by someone, those five whys, well, like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Cause I don't think it's just this surface thing. Well, in Glennon Doyle's podcast, uh, they even say like their, their fights surround like these five topics And I think that is true. I think that you might recognize that your angry, your anger circles around a a specific thing. And I believe it goes to an unmet need in that inner child work. And so I I think that your anger, if you started listening to it, it might, it's a call to something probably within yourself. And and I think that's how we create change in the world. Um, you're going to be angry about different things, and I, um, and that's going to drive you to have passion in certain ways or to express yourself yeah. in a, in a way because of your own life experiences. And oh we're shaped. Gosh. Shelby, tell me: is our anger is our anger pointing to our purpose? Yeah, it could be because. I think that your anger is pointing to toward your internal work and those are where the gifts lie. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, that is your purpose, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Our anger is like almost necessary for us to like be able to achieve our purpose. We must listen to and respect our anger mm-hmm. in order to... Yeah, because what I'm learning, um, like with Stephen, as I'm working with him through my own personal work, my anger is from places within and it's coming from an unmet need or a lack of processing something, a belief, a limiting belief that I that I share within myself. And so we have to heal those parts in order to have different results. But yeah, I think that like as I heal my as I heal my anger or those wounds, 
I think it does direct and point you into those, your life's purpose because what the obstacle becomes the way. Yeah. Like yeah. the things that you struggle with become your sense of direction. Yeah. And wouldn't that be like following your dharma or if it feels like almost like your inward journey directs your outward journey. Mm. You liked that. Oh, so much. <laughs> yeah. So much I liked that. Um, because sometimes can you tell like when you look at people or when you look at certain versions of yourself in the past and you think they're lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Shelby, your inner path directs your outer path. At least that's like what I'm feeling like I notice within. Yeah. Oh, I I believe that 100%. When I think about the things I get angry about, the things that like really rile me up, if I want to be destructive with that anger, I could easily get on social media and just start firing away. I got a sharp sharp tongue I promise I could like a shark some... tongue you do I do have a shark tongue <laughs> <laughs> yeah I most def have a sharp tongue and I could I could start cutting people for reals yeah maybe a more constructive way to deal with that anger for me is mm-hmm. okay I'm going to run for office okay I want to share this information because this is going to be helpful towards mm. my end goal that I want my I'm going to speak up for thoughts and ideas and people yep. who I feel like are marginalized or vulnerable like yeah that it, those are healthy ways to deal with my anger I'm going to feel that something mm. is not right and it needs to be made right mm. and so do I cut people down or do I find a way to advocate? So it sounds like you're saying boundaries. I have boundaries of the oh. things that I do. And so if I am feeling worked up about something rather than throwing a tantrum, for lack of a better word, I am going to do X instead in order to help change or advocate or yeah. stand up. Yeah. So that's how you be productive. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. And I totally so, agree with that. And so I guess that, yeah, that ties into that inner work, that inner journey, healing that and being able to bring awareness to what even the heck I'm feeling yep. and where it's coming from, where it stems from. Mm. Now that directs my outer journey. And yes, it gives me the window of tolerance. It gives me an opportunity to respond. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, I find my outer journey. Yes. And I know what direction I'm headed. Yes. Because I'm aware of my inner journey. And and only to a small degree. And in no way is this. Yeah. There are just only glimpses along the path that I I understand this. And then I, you know. Totally. But... Yeah. Or maybe it's also just like a way for you to shape. Like maybe it doesn't have to necessarily be like your outer journey as far as like now suddenly my whole life is dedicated to this one thing. But like maybe it's you saying, hey, there's a boundary here that needs to be placed Mm -hmm. because I'm feeling angry with our interaction with one another. And so like maybe I need less time from you because 
it's a direction within yourself of, hey, something needs to be looked at here and something needs to be processed. Yes. Something needs to be set down. Something needs to be exchanged or oh. like a change in step. Because like I feel angry because something feels out of balance mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm giving too much and I don't feel like I'm receiving. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to change the whole uh, direction of my life. But like, OK, I need to sit with Ooh. with this. But maybe a teensy bit, though, Shelps. OK. Because now you've just kind of put a little bit of a bumper up right here. Mm-hmm. So now instead of venturing off into that field, you've got a little bit of a bumper here. And so enough of those tiny little shifts, you are going to, you are making huge, you know, shifting changes to your end direction. Yes. Because you have a tiny bumper here and a tiny bumper there. And and essentially, I think that's what boundaries are, right? Like they're helping us. Yes. Navigate within a safe space. 100%. Yep. Okay. So, so our anger helps us identify unmet needs mm-hmm. it points us in direction of our purpose it can't has a potential to oh i think totally and it shows us where we need boundaries mm-hmm. so actually anger is pretty dope <laughs> okay uh-huh. now i'm like what's up anger let's you're cool yeah thanks for looking out for me yeah it's crazy because it's like it's just learning to sit with discomfort, I think. Yeah. I think that we feel something in like you that visual of just here you take it. That that's pretty accurate. We all experience discomfort and it doesn't take away from it. Like it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to be angry. I was just angry the other day and I wanted to lose my mind. Yeah. Especially when we feel like we're when somebody says, ew, you take this, and then you're with it, and you're like, oh, hell no. Ew, take this back. Yeah. Yeah. That's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And yes, it feels it like, no, they should take that back. <laughs> but yeah, where does that get us? Mm, it doesn't. And I think that it's just an indication that you have work to do within yourself I think that's like when I retreat inward mm-hmm. what's going on here yeah that is actually pretty profound when I was younger I have like I have a major turn on for ladybugs that's pretty profound uh, I used to like I've always wanted a tattoo of a ladybug on my hand ever since I was a little girl I would always draw a ladybug take a like a, I know look at that picture of this look at that yeah Oh, I barely got her. Right as she flew away. Oh, I... well, she spent. She flies in circles. Oh. She flew up, um, right up above you. Now. Oh, look at that! But yeah, she flew in circles all the way up and landed on above you. That's so funny. But like, do you see what I'm saying? Where I'm like, yeah. it's not that these things are bad. It's not bad to say fuck. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's it, it, it's an appropriate expression of what I'm feeling inside, and. If that makes you feel uncomfortable, like... Then I, you need to go sit with that. Yeah, like... It's actually really good for your throat chakra. Like, so, 100%. So, it's like, it's not that, like... But, you know what? What I'm feeling is valid. I'm having an appropriate response. But it's inappropriate when I start spreading that in inappropriate places. Okay, Shelbs, hold on. Sorry. You're very profound right now. I really appreciate this. So, 
just because we can draw a silver lining around anger mm-hmm. does not mean that we will not feel it. 100%. And we cannot should ourselves out of feeling it. Like, I shouldn't feel this way. Mm. Like, yeah, like when we scurry and rush ourselves out of it, you're not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, anger is maybe... It, it, like, you have to feel it. You have to go and sit in that space with anger mm-hmm. so that you can know what it's really pointing to. Mm-hmm. You cannot just know, oh, it's pointing to something else. No. And go about your life. No. You have to yep. You have to sit down and listen to it in Ooh. order to gain what you need to know from it. And because that anger is a reaction to the circumstance in front of you, but really it's an internal battle going on. There's mm-hmm. something yeah. under that. Because what, what are people? Mirrors. Yeah. Yep. Right? So yeah. if someone is making you angry, i.e., you are making me angry. Usually it's going down. Yeah. Further. Yeah. Our anger is really good at trying to convince us. It's like, no, I'm angry about right here, right now. Yeah. Like, though that might be true when you sit with that. I'm trying to say that our anger can sound confusing and and like we can feel really pitted in that, but that is not the end. It's actually an opening. (gasps) Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it's not something to move forward. It's like that in word. And so you don't, but we don't, we're afraid of this. We are more comfortable living yeah. up here. And so I feel like it's actually a a drop. Yeah. That's what I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning that within my own anger. Yeah. And I feel like I have a lot of reasons to be fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it drops. Yeah. The reason why it's hard for me why it was hard for me. So I feel like I've changed a lot. I've grown a lot. Part of the reason why it was hard for me to have external conflict or to see other people in pain was because I hadn't wrestled with my own. Mm. I did not like to see people experiencing painful emotions when like I hadn't processed mine. Mm. And so it was like absolutely uh I'm going to say, like, a wishing for something good and grand. But in retrospect, I see, like, oh, it was a denial of what was. Okay. And it wasn't until I actually started processing my feelings. Like, now I can be comfortable. Now I can. Okay. Now I can hold space for other people. Now I can, when you are angry, upset, I can look at you and say, yes, you are. Yeah. Absolutely, you're upset. Yeah. Because I've wrestled, and I'm not great or perfect at this no but I've wrestled with some of that and so I can I can handle other people's to an extent right mm-hmm. but I didn't yeah I didn't I did not yeah denial I was in denial of a lot of things yeah so do you feel like as you started processing those past experiences you were able to show up in the moment now. Yeah. Because almost like your cup was just too full of other emotions. Yeah. From from long ago. Like we're talking childhood, young yeah. adult. Because I have been given a space to feel 
compassion towards myself or somebody else has like felt compassion for me like let's just take my relationship with Taryn and Annie for example okay they have created a space where like when I am feeling something they are safe for me to like express that and so mm-hmm. when I say oh I'm really angry yeah. they can say yeah yes you are of course you're angry and so because I have found a place where I can safely process some of those things now when I recognize it in other people now I recognize what the need is but I didn't get that need before so I didn't know how to give that need to somebody else but now that now that I have this space to do that when when I recognize that feeling in somebody else yeah I think okay all right sit down like okay here's the floor you can you can fill this space now because I understand what that does. Totally. I didn't understand what that did before. Well, that is okay. So what I'm hearing you say is if we could have our needs met from a younger age and learn how to process our own emotions, then we're creating a space within other relationships, allowing others to process their emotion because we're not sitting within our own discomfort. Yeah. Like, and we know how. We're taught how to do it. Like, mm. think about it. Like, when you're a little kid and you're learning how to walk. Yeah. Like, people are telling you, you know, like, move this foot, take the next step. Or you're watching. When you're yeah, watching you're... other people learn how to do things, you can learn how to do things. So when yeah. when somebody shows you, when somebody shows up for you and they sit with you in a hard emotion, you are experiencing that safe space, of course, and you are learning. Mm. You're learning how to do this. And so now I'm able to do it for other people because I've learned how. Before I didn't know that that's what I needed because I hadn't been gifted that. Wow. So, yeah, when we show up for each other in those hard times or in those uncomfortable situations or feelings, we're teaching each other, right? Wow, that's beautiful. Wow, that like actually kind of blew my mind. Like when we when when we are experiencing well behavior or like model behavior mm-hmm. on these topics, we're learning how to show up for that emotion within ourselves so we can process therefore keeping that cycle going of clear communication of welcoming spaces and because is does it just kind of boil down to miscommunication of like people just not really understanding how to communicate and like like so many are operating on wanting to be seen or heard like what are the roots of anger like are they not feeling seen not feeling heard not being respected I think yes to all of those things I think the root of anger is that's not fair Okay. Well, so if everything was fair, would nobody be angry? No. Maybe. So let's think about this. Because I think a big reason why, like when I feel anger, you said this before and it super resonates. When I feel like, God, you did not just hear me. Or like, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. were not seeing me. Yep. That I do feel angry when I feel not seen. Yes. Or understood. Uh Is that a feeling of not fair? Maybe. Or is that... Maybe I think it's not fair because I think I'm extending that courtesy to the other person. Oh, okay. So you... But 
so there that's an imbalance i listen to you why can't you listen to me yeah so that feels unfair is for that, sure is that why i feel like yeah anger boils down to that's not fair I think it goes beyond that. I think it goes, I think it goes deeper into, I think it's a need not being met. I think it's, I'm not feeling seen. And as a human being, I want to feel seen or you're not giving me the connection that Mm -hmm. I am desiring. So yes, it's unfair, but it's unfair because of another reason. Yeah. So that's why I think it goes deeper. Yeah. Into like an emotional need. When you have a need that's not being met, mm-hmm. you get angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that a universal statement? Yeah. Okay, yes, because anger is not a primary emotion, it's a secondary emotion. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, it makes sense, Shelby, because at our core, we know that we are good enough Mm -hmm. at our core we know that we deserve the life we desire and so when we have a need that's not being met we're like that's not right because I know the right thing for Mm -hmm. me is to feel seen heard safe and loved well and maybe it's your way of survival to fight for what you need right like because we've said that anger is a way like a means to survive like it's just wants to protect and and ultimately to protect you to survive like to remain alive yeah and so yeah i think that it does serve that deeper purpose because what does annie say without connection you die yeah okay that's kind of blowing my mind (laughs) welcome back to the podcast (laughs) y'all here, here. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, was that it? <laughs> oh no. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Kidding. I got more to say. I do. I. That was just very profound. Yeah. That was very profound. Um, because we didn't start from ground zero. We come from a lineage of humans who have lived their own lives with their own stories and then those children grow up and then they have children right so I come from parents who also came from parents but my parents didn't have all of their needs met as children Mm -hmm. and so they are operating in that survival mode and I don't know if it can be detached is it is it in all aspects of life or is it only in certain? I don't know. But like, I think that everything starts to get affected by, by those circumstances that you grow up in. And so then my mother, when my mother had me, she was a divorced woman with three children with a fourth on the way. So I was raised with a mother who as an adult, didn't have all of her needs met. And then so was raising these children. The way to combat that is if my mom had been given the needs that she needed as a child, then she could have grown up and that would be the only way to raise children with their needs met. And so like we have this whole cycle, it's deep, right? Like I wonder like what, 
you know, I wonder what your grandparents' lives look like or their, their grandparents and what does that set up and where are we, where are we starting at? Because it sounds like if you're a child who has unmet needs, you grow up to have repercussions because of that. And then if you have children, your child is someone who will have their needs not met because their parent is trying to heal from their needs not being met. Yeah. Yeah. So So ultimately we need to meet people's needs. (laughs) We are all connected. So Mm -hmm. even if we take a handful of people and meet their needs, because we are all connected as human beings, those who aren't having their needs met are still impacting and affecting those who are having their needs met. And so we are all connected. And so... Mm. Yes. In order to save one of us, we must save all of us. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm going to cry because I, I truly believe that. And the only person you're really capable of saving is yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes you so incredibly important. that's beautiful yeah my mom has this saying above her desk it says the buck stops here I feel like that's really true We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.